0: When you talk on personal development is, is who you are and who you can be. What is your goal in your life? What the, what your, uh, what do you envision of yourself? My first question they asked me was, what is your goal
1: Mm.
0: in your life? And then that took me six months, even though I thought all my life that I know what I want for my life. But it took me six months to develop a goal that suits my life.
2: That was from my conversation exploring the walk of life with author inventor and home designer Aryo fallacru ario has spent 30 plus years in architecture and interior design and brings a unique perspective to his work his book beyond ages a smooth transition to independent living seeks to empower people with knowledge to remain independent as they age i was familiar with the concept of things like single level housing or wider doorways that kind of thing but ario actually focuses on the mental state of people as they age I'm very humbled to share this conversation with you, so let's get over to it. Of course, thank you, Misha's Errands, for the music. Welcome to The Walk Show podcast, Aryo Falakaru. Thank you so much for joining. How are you doing tonight? Very good, very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a real pleasure to have you here. So... Are you, you have written a book called uh, Beyond Ages, A Smooth Transition to Independent Living, um, which is really kind of focused on trying to help people design their, their home so that they can maintain independent living into their elderly years. Um, and, you know, things like dementia and, and Alzheimer's and, and those sorts of things can, can overcome people as they, they get older in age. And your work is kind of tailored to, to try and help people avoid that. Is that a fair summary? It is a a good uh, starting or
0: the the explanation, yes. Um, What happened is I studied architecture and worked in this field for over 34 years. And uh, specifically, it didn't last 10 to 15 years. I helped many of my clients who were in the transition from uh, their day-to-day job they were getting either retired or, uh, they becoming baby, uh, I'm sorry. Um, empty nesters Mm. or who, uh, their kids were leaving the house and, uh, they were planning to uh, basically convert their home to a forever home, uh, that they can live more comfortably. The transitions that we we did with them was not just having a more comfortable physical home, physically comfortable home. I have to uh, rephrase that. Uh, that because most of the time when we're talking about aging in place and having a, a comfortable home for uh, adults, is we're talking about how the hallways are going to be, uh, how the bathrooms are going to be, how the the, 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 the doorknobs are supposed to be designed and uh, the, the ramp, the stairs, uh, the, these type of details. My approach goes beyond that. Of course, those are some valid points that we have to take care of. Uh, and... Uh, my thought was not just to uh, cover seniors which i call seniors and it gets over age of 70. Mm. i was trying to um, help people above above age of 60s Mm. Uh, even before we get to that point because we don't want to get too late and then start thinking about your health your lifestyle my approach is to create a better mindset that you can live your life in a better living space that gives you the motivation that you get old later in your age Mm. how to do that is see scientists say that our brain we, we humans use uh, use only ten percent of our uh, brain capacity, but that's not true. We use hundred percent. However, only ten percent of that will be used by our conscious mind. Ninety mm. percent of that would be used uh, with our subconscious mind. Activities like, for example, you just what you just did. You picked up the cup, a cup of coffee, you drank it. What happens? All the activities from the time that your muscles moves and you drink that coffee from there on, everything is from your subconscious mind. Mm. The the amount of work we do in our daily basis decisions we make uh, been initiated from our conscious mind is minimal. Especially when we get older, we get involved with our daily routine more and more. As a result, that 10 percent become less and less become maybe five percent of use of our brain as a result of that our brain become lazy and mm. become lazy it doesn't have that for example if you don't do a physical activities with your muscle what's going to happen become obese, become tired become lazy and doesn't it? it collects fat and it it's it creates uh, problems and you eventually become sick. The same story with your brain. The reason that most of the population are getting trouble with dementia and uh, Alzheimer's or uh, Parkinson's disease is mostly their brain are not active enough in earlier age. And. Mm. You cannot wait till age of seventy and all of a sudden go to the doctor. Okay, I have this problem. And What's going to the doctor do? It's going to give you a bunch of medicine that is going to numb your head. That's it. And it's not. It's just going to delay the process for a short period of time, and give you a, some a lot of side effects from that medicine as well. Mm-hmm. So why we cannot start this process earlier? How we can do it anyway? See when you move from one city to other city or when you want to travel from one place to other place th- those process of thinking of what i'm going to do where i'm going to stay where, where which road i'm going to take all that kind of things is extra thoughts that you do every time that you plan to do something mm. and those ones are activities that you're creating like a muscles movement in your brain that creates that uh, uh rush and or stress or whatever it is but That stress is not a bad stress. It's it's basically movement in your uh, brain muscles that makes your muscle active. So what I'm trying to do is creating an environment in your house that you will have that emotions in your life more often. How? See, a lot of people, after they... Either become retired or getting to that older age, they feel that their, um, their mission has been inco- accomplished. They mm. don't feel of excitement in their life anymore. They don't go to their picnics. They don't go to that outdoor activities either, or friend uh, socializing or whatever it is. They don't do that anymore because been there, done that. Mm-hmm. or tired or whatever reason is they don't do that kind of activities as a result they become more depressed they become their brain become less active so what i do is i basically approach uh psychologically and try to find what was the what was that person uh f- felt when he was younger when what was his uh comfort zone what what was the things that they enjoyed in their life it could be surfing it could be biking it could be uh, playing chess playing or whatever or uh, getting around with friends or some memories of their uh, you know earlier time so we emphasize that and blow up create a big image of that in a big wall or could be a furniture could be anything or a, a piece of art that Reminds that person over and over of who that person, who I was before, and why I have to forget about myself. See, when you go to most of the senior houses, even most of the homes in general, all the walls are boring colors of white, off-white, beige. The the, the pale um, uh, uh, furniture, pale uh, uh, you know interior design. So they there's not much of excitement because everybody else does it, and there's nothing else better to do. So we just do the same thing everybody else does it. Right. But there's nothing wrong to be different.
2: Right. So let me let me just kind of summarize to make sure I'm, I'm following along correctly. So So basically what you're what you're explaining is that over time, Um, you know, you used the example, I had taken a drink of coffee earlier. Over time, we build things that we do over and over become habits and routines, which then kind of slip into being controlled by the subconscious because it doesn't require our conscious mind to actively, I don't have to think very much about picking up the cup of coffee. Um, And so you compared that to physical activity. And if you don't have any exertion or resistance with your muscles, they'll atrophy over time. And so with the mind, if we're not doing something that exerts the mind then that's where you were talking about like you know maybe it goes from ten percent down to five percent of capacity being used because we're not really challenging ourselves um, and as you get older it's a lot easier to, to slip into that not challenging yourself exactly mm. so yeah thank you for I just wanted to make sure I was I was connecting the dots and it, it sounds like I am so so please continue you were explaining just that people will have all these muted and pale colors of, of literally everything in the home and, and and maybe a little more courage is needed in being <laughs> being brave to do something different than what's quote unquote normal
0: exactly uh, back to that conversation about uh brain activities uh the kids who are started learning they're brain activities sometimes even more than 50 percent because they mm. just keep learning every single day they're learning new activities their conscious mind acts activities are over 50 percent of their brain uh, but when we get older that become less and less so anyhow back to the methodology we try to implement we call i call it architectural holistic um uh, approach uh mm-hmm. bringing nature bringing sunlight bringing uh i mean come on vitamin d sunlight it's uh a very important aspects of our health yeah we see right now i'm sitting in sun and under the mm-hmm. sun to enjoy the the sunlight to hit my skin and absorb the vitamin d uh, i mean I, there are some states in, in the United States that they have sun all day long or, all, you know, a lot more than some other part of the uh, northern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um, where in But doesn't mean that the people who have the more sun, they are exposed to sun as well. Because right. what they do, they are sitting in their home, they sit in the car, they go to their, you know, mall or work or whatever, they're all covered. They're all covered. They don't sit and like, expose themselves in their home or in the workplace, to get some uh, sun energy. So the sunlight gives you uh, the motivation. The besides the vitamin D that physically your body needs to uh, uh, cure you, cure you, or avoiding a lot of diseases. Mm. But even emotionally uh, gives you that feeling you know if you i i don't know where which climate you're in but when you, it's uh, raining and gloomy weather and is gray weather you feel depressed you don't want to mm-hmm. do much activities if it's very sunny you have more feeling to do some you know outdoor activities or even um, you have a more feeling of uh, life in general
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I'll hear people quote that, you know, vitamin D and and stuff like that, and and that's all valid. Um, But I think, you know, the point you're kind of making now, just there's an intuition, you know, intuitively, if a person just steps outside, you know, I'm sure there's some circumstance where it's not true for (laughs) one individual, but whatever. For most people, I think generally, if you step outside on a nice sunny day it just feels good right like regardless if you understand the science behind why or anything there's just an intuitive sense that you get that this is good for me <laughs> to be out here so um yeah I, I agree with that entirely so i try to bring sun in
0: my designs uh especially when i'm doing a, a new new design or the custom home um there are times that there's a renovation, or there's the how there's a time that we are dealing with the condo or townhouse townhomes town that uh, we have existing situations that are a little difficult, and we try to uh, activate or we try to play with uh, artificial lights. Um, and what else we can bring nature into our life with uh, plants and with mm. uh, pets? I see you have a dog right there. Mm. Um you what is the your emotional attachment with your dogs?
2: Oh yeah, I love know? him, right yeah, I, I, I completely adore him. <laughs> so do you think you' are taking care of him or he's taking care of you? uh, I think if you were to look at the receipts, it would say that I'm taking care of him because <laughs> he doesn't... physically
0: physically yeah. you're taking
2: care of him, but emotionally, Yes, and uh,
0: mentally, he is taking care of you. Yes, yes, I, I would agree with that. He is sponge. is like a sponge. Whenever you're happy, he takes that happiness feeling and holds it. When you're sad, he comes to you and comfort you, mm. and try to bring that happy feeling back to you. Mm. You might not feel it immediately, but or when you don't feel it, then you, or let's say put it this way you feel it and you don't have him around right right But when he's around the the effect is tremendously amazing
2: yeah i think also you know and especially when you mentioned earlier you know a lot of the 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 folks that you're kind of um targeting with with this this work is are are people who are you described as empty nesters um and i think another value of owning a pet which it's it's a rather new thing for me personally to, to have a dog but another value that i found out of it is, is is just being responsible for someone or something else and not just yourself and and that also i think maybe can help a person kind of get out of a funk <laughs> for a better way to say it because you have someone else that needs your attention that you need to attend to so it it, it you're it's not as easy to just get stuck in you know your own thought loops it says that
0: you uh, you're still quite young and uh, you schedule your days somehow that you're gonna do this 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 and you have some schedule for your to-do list you have Mm -hmm. something to do but then you get older that Mm. to-do list become shrink a lot and become less and less Mm. so having a pet could be a dog could be a cat could be a fish could be uh, anything uh as somehow to your to-do list by taking care of them Mm. by talking to them i just say you know what talk to them i mean uh, especially when you don't have anybody around to talk to
1: mm.
0: they are just the best uh communicator the best way to uh you know take away your sadness take away your uh stress and uh, or or share your happiness with them um uh, i have uh, two adorable cats that <laughs> sometimes i just don't feel they're cats Mm. I, I try to look deep uh, in their eye to see, what is this creature? What is this existence that I'm so emotionally engaged with? Right. It, it appears as in a body of a cat, but mm. there is some existing and behind that that I feel so emotionally engaged with. So mm. back to architecture, these are elements that I try to bring to my practice: nature, natural light, and uh, air. Proper air air flow, air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Proper air conditioning. Air conditioning doesn't have to be cold or air cold or uh, warm. Uh, air flow. Because if there, we don't have a proper air flow in the in the
2: living space, we will have uh, a lot of, uh, problems. So, yeah, well, so that's, that's, it's really interesting because yeah, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, you know, we had scheduled our interview and I didn't, you know, know exactly what to expect and I, I didn't have an opportunity to read, to read your book. So, um, when I read, you know, just the, the headline that you're, you're helping people, you know, design or think about their living space in, in a way that, that can help prevent, you know, dementia and these sorts of things, I definitely was was in the camp of, of thinking that it was going to be the more traditional stuff, like you mentioned earlier, where it's, you know, getting a certain kind of doorknob or making sure it's ramps or making sure the doorways are wide enough in case a, a wheelchair is needed and those sorts of things. But what you're talking about is, um, it's not that it's not practical, it's just as practical, but it's a lot more, I don't even know what word to use. I want to say deep, but that sounds pretentious. And I don't mean to... holistic.
0: Yeah, holistic, that's a good
2: word. Yeah, that's a good word for it. But this is really, really fascinating because you're not just, I mean, obviously it is about an aesthetic and about a physical location, but it's really all tied very acutely back into how a person feels and is emotionally and mentally reacting to their environment.
0: Unfortunately, we underestimate the value and the effect of our Living and working space in our day to day life. Mm. Uh, the way that we will feel and we feel uh, accomplished or not accomplished, we feel uh, sad or we feel uh, proud, these are 50% of that will be affected by our living space. That's why when I want to, I mean, one of my best clients would be a person who wants to appreciate their achievements. So I like to design when I want to to interview a client, I want to say, I would say, what is your 10-year goal?
1: Mm. What
0: is your uh, best case scenario that you want to see yourself in? That I can reflect that in my design. Then every day that you wake up in the morning, you feel oh, I'm so proud to be to live in this house. Mm. When you're looking at your house from the curb of the you know your the street, you're from foyer. You say, I'm so proud that I own this place. This mm. is my dream house, and I'm so proud
2: of it. So, I mean, you've been doing architecture and home design for for more than 30 years was this your approach from the beginning or was this something that kind of you developed an understanding of as you did the work? That's a very good question. Um, I, when I was a student uh,
0: 35 years ago, uh, my idols were Frank Lloyd Wright, Le Corbusier, and then recently was uh, Zaha Hadid And you know, always you have an idol. You want to be like them, but then when you get involved with the life, you get involved with the job, you get involved with, uh, you know, kids and family and all that kind of things. Everything become uh, the secondary, and you just have to live your life day to day. Until um, my kids become a bit more uh, adult and you know, aged, and they, they become less—I mean, more independent and less uh, need of my attention. So. I had the feeling that, okay, you know what? It's the time for me to move forward to uh, who I want to be and who I always wanted to be. Mm. Um, and then I was in hunt of uh, somebody help me with that. So at the, at the time, I met a, a woman uh, who was a, a personal development coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, she introduced me to Bob Proctor. It was uh, quite a bit of a costly uh, course, uh, which took about six months or so. But it took me from like a person who was swimming and, uh, in the middle of the ocean and didn't know where to go and was like drowning to getting direction in my life, getting understanding where I'm going, I want to go. Um, better. Oh my God! It's just I can I can't describe the the changes and uh, improvement that I had in my uh, personal and business life after I started implementing that business. I'm sorry, that personal development uh, uh, ideas. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Bob Proctor.
2: I've not. I've not heard of the name. No.
0: He is uh, very similar to uh, many other gurus uh, in the business, like uh, Tony Robbins, uh,
2: mm. some... Uh, Zig Ziglar like, from back in the day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's
0: not that old, but yes, he... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, he, uh, it was a big uh, uh, change in my life. And after that, I took another course for business development, specifically for architecture and then uh, yeah it uh, it took me to the right direction and i find out okay why not i share my experience with the world
2: yeah no that's that's super awesome um i mean that that's cool on a, on a variety of levels you know i i have a lot of of uh, i've had a variety of life coaches on this show um and i i personally use a coach um and it's something i advocate for a lot i think that You know until i started using a coach i always thought it was something that was only accessible to uh, pretty wealthy people um and maybe that was true longer ago i don't know but now it's it's pretty affordable there's a there's a wide variety of options and there's such a wide variety of of coaches and i think there's a lot of value in that because while oftentimes i find that the a lot of the underlying principles are similar The way that they're said, the way that they're positioned is different. And that matters because they each resonate with different groups of people.
0: I cannot, I cannot put any price on a good uh, personal development per, uh, coach. Yeah. Um, you want to call it life coach, uh, I still prefer to call it personal development uh, because life coach is a whole lot general. It could be uh, your marriage. It could be your, you know. Anyways, but when you talk on personal development, it's, it's who you are and who you can be? What is your goal in your life? What the, what you, uh, what you envision of yourself? My first question they asked me was, "What is your goal mm. in your life?" And then that took me six months, even though I thought all my life that I know what I want for my life, but it took me six months to develop a goal that suits my life.
2: Well, and so yeah, that's something that you you you've said a couple of times in describing this is, is talking about goals and, and, you know, who do you want to be and, and talking about planning for the future. And so to tie that back to, to what we were talking about with, with people who were approaching maybe their sixties or seventies and the, the, the lack of engagement mentally, um, and then that leading to some deterioration, it sounds like, like maybe a way to solve that is by having a goal because when you have a goal now there's a problem to solve now there's a thing to engage your mind and maybe it's uncomfortable at times but ultimately it's still healthy does does that make sense is that the real value of a goal
0: absolutely absolutely but the difference with having a coach and not having a coach you might have a goal for yourself and all that kind of things we humans are naturally lazy (laughs) um I, there are some exceptions, and I think I am one of those that I can discipline myself that uh, when I decide to do something, I stick on it, and I do it as best as possible. Like uh, when I started the, my journey two years ago, I started going to gym.
2: Mm.
0: And then uh, because I want to do, be healthier, Because I wanted to... uh, That movement of body just creates a whole lot of more uh, blood uh, movement in your brain, blood movement in your muscles. It keeps you a lot healthier. And then COVID happened. So you cannot go to the gym anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's a, a national park close to my house, about six minutes, seven minutes drive. I decided to go there. It's been over a year right now. Every morning... Uh, regardless of the temperature, sometimes there's pouring, then I don't go, but um, nothing stops me.
1: Mm.
0: I, I it's, it's, There are days that's so difficult to get out of the bed, it's so mm. hard. Damn, I want to stay home. But no, I get up. Despite all the, the laziness, I get up and go and do it for my daily routine of uh uh you know we measure the kilometer here about two and a half kilometers uh run and two and a half kilometers walk and some sort of stretching here and there uh every single morning before that i do a meditation uh, so this becoming my routine and that keeps me healthy
2: so uh, that's that's an awesome routine and i'm glad that you shared that because i think it's very um i think it's very valuable um to, to hear about routines because I, I think those are are, are are key. But it's so interesting to me how, how life is always two sides, right? Because on the one hand, you have this routine that every morning fuels, you know, not only your day, but really your life, right? Like it, it's a huge part of your mental health. But then at the beginning of our conversation, we're talking about how things becoming too routine can be what leads to deterioration of of mental health because you're not engaged enough. So it's like there's this there's always this balance, right? Where a routine is super valuable, but it can't be the only depends thing. on what kind of routine you're talking about. If you're
0: talking mm. about uh, having the same uh, cereal for breakfast, that is not a good routine. So if you want to change, go ahead and change your breakfast. Could be instead of having the same type of uh, cereal, change a uh, different. The the action is change. That action that you're thinking about that, Mm. that would be good enough to make your mind to think or activate your conscious mind. Even thinking about the simple breakfast cereal, then just unconsciously grab the box and pour it in your bowl. But thinking about what I'm going to eat for breakfast, that simple action would be a
2: trigger for your uh, getting out of your routine. Mm. So, yeah. So, I, and, and again, I, you know, I think it's, it's a, it's an interesting point. Um, uh, it's just, again, I, I think it's fascinating how, how, I mean, water is essential to life, but you know, if you live in, if you, you can drown in water, right? So everything has, has an, another side to it. Um, it's just interesting to me over and over how that seems to be true about, about all things. But what you're saying is that routine isn't really the the problem. It's, it's the fact that you're not thinking about anything. And so if, if you have a routine like you do, where you're going and, and getting physically engaged, you, 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 effectively, you have a routine of engaging in change activities, like, you know, maybe you read or something like that as well, where you're introducing new ideas. Um, so while it's quote unquote, a routine, it's a routine of introducing new things into your world.
0: For example, um, I used to uh, listen to motivational tape every morning when I was uh, walking or running. Mm. That did that took I took about two months. And then I changed to the different music. So as soon as I feel okay, I'm getting trapped in the one routine. So the routine of the run even sometimes i change uh, the direction of the run I change the, you know where i'm going to stop for stretch uh, my daily habits for example I, whoever i see sometimes there's nobody to see but it, sometimes i see somebody i say good morning or sometimes i change i say hi so these are little little tricks here and there that it you're in a, a in a big, big picture, you're just doing the same routine, but you're changing the details of this and that. That would be good enough for you to engage in a physical healthy activity, but then in, in, in order to not to get uh, trapped in um, a routine that your conscious mind would not be activated, you just start doing some small changes here and there.
2: Yeah, that's really fascinating. I, I actually just came across um, – because I had never really been familiar with this concept of of these little micro changes having these larger macro effects. And and literally just yesterday, I think, I saw a conversation where, where these folks were talking about, like, brushing your teeth with your left hand if you're right-handed sometimes. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, but exactly. this exact same thing you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, that's really fascinating. So, I, I mean, I can understand, I guess um, – in your work, when you're working with clients, you know you're able to go to their house, you're able to interview them, you're able to to really work with them and partner with them to to design and understand a space that would be useful for them. Obviously, with your book, though, you're you're trying to reach a much broader audience. I mean, when you reached out to me, you said you hope to to, to inform a million people if we can, to to just make people's lives better, which I think is a, a really beautiful goal <laughs> for you to have. Um, so I'm curious, though. What is the? I guess, what does the book really speak to? And, and I don't mean for you to go through the whole book. Obviously, when want people do, to read it. But what does the book speak to? Because it's not tailored to an individual in the same way. So um, in order to make the book more interesting, uh,
0: I divided it to three different sections. Mm. Uh, it, it is not quite like sections, one section, two. So is, it's basically I shared stories first mm. because people love to hear stories of uh, how I helped other clients. What was Mr. Sanger's experience when he wanted to, uh, you know, build a house uh, for his uh, wife that was had, uh, suffering from chronic illnesses and uh, how we got her in- engaged to choose all the material and everything. And uh, you or other uh, fellow Dominic who wanted to, you uh, Renovate uh, the special, uh, I mean, Vancouver, special home uh, that wanted to bring his mom uh, to live together to create a better environment for her as well as for his uh, daughters to live with their grandma. So these are stories that I tell that the reasons behind um, these movements of having uh, your you know, appreciating your age and living your life the best way possible. But then uh, then I uh, moved toward to how you can physically fix your house, which is standard. Many people are uh, talking about that, like, again, as I mentioned, about hallways, door sizes, mm-hmm. these kind of things. But then I switched to philosophy and uh, mm-hmm. holistic point of view, how to uh, – the colors, how the – effect of natural light and uh, these uh, routines that we're talking about some of the things that i mentioned right now is not included especially when i'm talking about the the brain activities because um there's i didn't want to bore people with uh, some details but uh, you know the combination of listening to this podcast and reading the book helps them to understand the purpose of the the uh, the 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 book that we are trying to achieve, and uh, who is targeting the book anyway? It's not just for people who are sixties or above. Even right. for people like your age, which are like forties or adult age, yeah. uh, or let's say young adults, that they have uh, an older parent, and uh, they have to educate themselves to see how they can create a better living space for their parents.
2: So it's a combination of both. Right. Well, and, you know, as, as you spoke to earlier, you know, it's something that kind of has to be started before the problem has surfaced, right? You know, if, if you're at a point where now a person is suffering from dementia, it, it's it's almost too late to some extent to kind of, you know, reverse reverse time. Um, so it, it, it probably really is, is actually maybe even most valuable for someone in their, you know, late thirties, forties, fifties, somewhere like that, that's preparing for that stage of life so that they can, can kind of get ahead of it. Um, I had a lady last November, December come on the show, Kate Kunkel, and she was promoting, you know, diet, uh, a certain kind of diet and promoting playing music um, and those sorts of things to, to help combat dementia. And, you know, same exact message that it, it's stuff that you've gotta be doing earlier to, to offset yes. it later. I'm not uh,
0: trying to cure. I'm just trying to prevent.
2: Right. Or right. delay if it's
0: even if we cannot because there are times that we cannot prevent, but we can delay. We can, why we cannot prevent? Because of the, the lifestyle choices that we made in the early ages uh, that has already made the effect on your uh, physical body that, or your brain that it's too hard to uh, prevent it, but you can delay it. Instead of getting that in the age of seventy, for example, you can get that in the age of eighty. Right. But even even if you smart enough and change entirely your diet and your living uh, uh, style lifestyle, uh, you might be able to to entirely prevent it.
2: Right. Yeah. No. I I think that's super uh, super valuable. Obviously. So writing a book is a pretty big undertaking. Um, now I noticed on your website you have a blog. So I guess we'll start there. Can you talk about what the, the blog posts that you, you have on your website kind of are, are about? <laughs> as a matter of fact, I was just about to talk, to, to talk about that as well. So I just posted
0: one particular topic about this uh, uh, topic that we we're talking about, uh, mental health and uh, lifestyle. Mm. So if you visit my website, myhomedesigner.com, the blog page, you can see uh, quite a bit of extensive different topics, but this particular topic, uh, I just posted this morning. Awesome. And if and so, you, you know, you want to know about the book, the best way to get it either through my uh, website, which is myhomedesigner.com, or you can go to beyond-ages.com.
2: Okay. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure and have links in, in the show notes to that. So as, as far as, is deciding to write a book, I mean, had you ever written anything that length? Prior to this, had you ever undertaken a writing project of this magnitude before? It was had in my mind, but uh,
0: honestly, that is one of the goodness of personal development Mm. and business development that they encourage you because you have all these pieces in here and there in your mind, but you cannot collect them to become... Become a, a library of all the the contests or contents that can help you to create uh, in a in a in a book, and uh, I got a lot of uh, support uh, through my uh, coaches basically, mm. and awesome. uh, and this morning walks the morning walks helped me a lot as well. Uh, um, I can say, eighty percent of. Even stories that I'm talking about, to put the words in together, ha- happened. came to me when I was I, when I was having that
2: morning walks. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting how um, I guess how the mind works, where we we it, sometimes we have to walk away from a problem and do something entirely different. Like walking is not very much related to writing in order to solve <laughs> the writing problem, right? It, it is uh, how you. Brain
0: is connecting to connecting to universe. Mm. So when you're busy in daily life, our brain wave is in 20 hertz. And in order to make it uh, to to the point that you can con- connect to the the vibration of the universe, you have to bring it to uh, five to ten uh, hertz. And um, even though when you're walking, still your brain wave is high. You are almost like walking, meditating, mm. and that is that is low enough for you to connect and create that uh, ambiance in your head that bring the words together. Uh, for example, when you are meditating, we are trying to calm our mind down to the five, six, seven, eight, ten hertz to be able to connect to uh, vibration of universe around.
2: Right. So, and I'm completely putting you on the spot here. I, I didn't, we didn't prepare <laughs> for the interview in this way because um, I don't know what questions I'm going to ask before we start talking usually. But is there any story of any client that, that, that stands out that you would like to share that, that maybe you were able to help with this? Um, and, and if, again, if, if you're not comfortable sharing someone else's story, that's okay as well. But um, I can just mention about uh, this particular uh, case, Mr. Sanger, who
0: is right now is I think eighty five or something like that. At mm-hmm. the time, at the time uh, he came to me was I think seventy, and his wife, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, was suffering from different uh, chronological uh, diseases, and she passed away about four or five years ago. And mm-hmm. um, I built their home. Not only I designed their build their home as well. Uh, they live in a very good location in Vancouver, in West Vancouver. And uh, they, I mean, most of the people who have a good lot, they want to maximize the floor area. Uh, this gentleman said, you know what? I don't have more than this money. What he you can do for me? Mm-hmm. So I designed a house for them that they could, even though it's you could build three uh, stories, one basement and two floor above, but they didn't have the budget so we eliminate the basement. But in a main floor, what I did, I love to design an open uh, concept plan. So when you enter the, the, uh, the uh, entry, you get the option going upstairs, you go left, go to their bedroom. And the right to go to their living space, dining, and all open, mm. and the kitchen was in the backyard. I mean, looking at the backyard because their backside was where most of the time they could enter their house. Why? Because they, they have a car. The car where the car goes in the backyard, in the garage, and because they're older, I put a veranda on the from the garage to their deck, and then from the deck is I had a covered deck. Um, they could r- walk from their uh, garage on their cover in rain, snow, shine, doesn't matter. They could mm-hmm. walk with the minimum steps, maybe three maximum, even though their lot was sloped. Uh, so in the, with the three steps, they could get to the kitchen. And kitchen was the easy access from the garage. And then from there... The kitchen was again a huge space with without clutter. I didn't I didn't like the cluttering. I wanted to make sure that uh, there's minimum of uh, fall, falling hazards. And I built two good sized bedroom separate from each other. I know when they get older, they don't necessarily uh, want to be in the same bedroom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And but we had a shared bathroom oh uh, the shared bathroom was a huge one again uh, and had all the facilities that required that uh, would not have uh, falling hazards and um, we had a upstairs of course at the time that they were a bit younger they uh, as a matter of fact mr sanger himself alone he uh, he's still uh, wants to use upstairs bedrooms.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, he's stubborn. He he doesn't feel that he's uh, too old to go to move downstairs. So the downstairs bedroom was uh, designed for when they cannot move back and forth upstairs. Up and upstairs and downstairs. So in general, uh, uh, a simple plan, five bedrooms, five or six. I think it was six bedrooms. Uh, good size bedrooms and. Uh, easy access for uh, a backyard balcony that they could enjoy the summer days they could because we we, we have plenty sun sunny days on the summer and we try to uh, take advantages as much as possible that's why i really appreciate outdoor uh, activities having nice patio or deck to um, to take advantage of the yard uh, for example there was another pillow who uh, approached Mr. Sanger before me wanted to build a house and he built a house closer to them. But because he put too much complication of the building, he couldn't get get a whole lot of backyard. Mm. The garage and the building was uh, occupying the most of the, the yard and they didn't have, they couldn't get enough space for their grandkids to enjoy. So whereas in my design, uh, I basically try to see as much as possible for their comfort, for their own personal and their, uh, you know, grandkids and you know their kids that are coming visiting them. The uh, only reason that the kids not are visiting right now is because of the COVID. Otherwise, they always were in uh, this house because they feel more comfortable. It was cozy. It had some family feeling that uh all of them enjoyed for so long
2: Mm, that's awesome well um it's been a a real pleasure talking with you Uh, again the book is called beyond ages a smooth transition to independent living um as you said people can buy that at beyond-ages.com or myhomedesigner.com and i'll be sure and have links in the show notes for that um as we wrap up is there i guess first of all is there is there anywhere else that you would like people to connect with you at
0: no, I mean, these two venues are very simple. I mean, they have Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all that kind of things. But I, I like simplifying. I don't want to uh, create too much a blah, 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 and people get uh, hard to get hold of you. So the stories are being told in these two venues, which is due to websites that I mentioned. And uh, from there on, uh, you can search me in Google.
2: Okay. Awesome. And then I guess one final thing is, is there any, you know, someone that's listening uh, that hasn't had a chance to read the book yet? Is there any kind of one piece of advice that you, you could offer to, to listeners um, that maybe want to improve their home in a, in a holistic way?
0: All I can say is your life is more valuable than you think, Then you want to uh, not appreciate it, not to take it, take it uh, to the next level. Uh, first, Try to find your your own personality. Be we, we always think that we know ourselves, but it's not true. We get involved with too much routine that we don't really feel who we are and who we want to be and what mod, uh, what excites us. Try to know of yourself and act upon that.
2: Mm, awesome. Well, again, Ario, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: Sugar in my coffee is not a choice that I can take back The anticipation of seeing you is bursting out my back My hands are trembling like leaf, My feet are shaking on the ground And happiness you must give me Cause I'm tired and bad and I don't want you to take My decision to rise or to break Stories I won't chapters you already told. Taking everything from me, damn it, I want it back. Darkness blurred my vision, I didn't see my foot in the trap. And not me in the ground Screams are ringing inside of me
2: Well, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you so much again to Ario for stopping by. I really, really enjoyed our conversation. Again, the book is Beyond Ages, A Smooth Transition to Independent Living, and MyHomeDesigner.com is Ario's website. I'll have links to that in the show notes. Of course, thank you again to Misha Zarens for the music today. And last but not least, thank you, listener, for listening. I also want to encourage you to check out my other podcast, Pick Up Your Sticks, which is a podcast co-hosted by me and Brett Lindley. Pick Up Your Sticks is a podcast about video games where we talk about why gaming matters, and you can find it on any podcast platform. Again, thanks so much for the listen. Have a great week. Stay up.